Seven quarterbacks are competing in this year's Reese's Senior Bowl, and each of them has something to show the Washington Commanders. That and more on today's Offensive Senior Bowl preview episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Lock Insider program by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. From there, you'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive content, Conversations one-on-one with me via text message. Join Locked On Commanders Insiders now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers, you know I greatly appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase letters for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode, we are looking at the offensive players competing in this year's Reese's Senior Bowl, confirmed at least as of the time of this recording, according to the Senior Bowl website. But first, we're going to start off with the quarterbacks that are going to be on the field, seven of them specifically. Uh, we got Bo Nix out of Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, Spencer Radler out of South Carolina, Michael Pratt from Tulane. Joe Milton III out of Tennessee, Sam Hartman from Notre Dame, and Carter Bradley from South Alabama. Of course, South Alabama is the campus that the Senior Bowl is held on, so a little bit of a local flavor there with the quarterback. And we're starting off here with Bo Nix, who is graded out to be a first-round projected player. These projections are based off of pro football-focused mock drafts, so these are not necessarily grades. They're just kind of where they're being mock drafted right now. So take all of that with a grain of salt, of course. But Bo Nix, the only first-round projected mock-drafted player uh, on this list, which I know is going to be a surprise to some because Michael Penix Jr. certainly has his group of supporters, growing group of supporters, I think, after his performances during the college football playoffs. But Bo Nix is PFF's 20th-ranked player overall, six foot two, 217-pound quarterback, known as a smart quarterback. He's had a very low turnover-worthy play percentage. Uh, has, he threw for 4,450 yards, passing in 2023. And uh, about a thousand of those one yard shy of a thousand of those yards uh, coming on deep ball productions, 22% of his passes coming on deep balls, 17% of his passes coming on screens. Of course, you'd like to see more percentage coming from deep balls, fewer percentage of his yards coming from screens, the more percentage of his yards that come from screens. I don't want to say it's too problematic, but can be a little bit concerning because you want to see as many layered throws as you possibly can. Has an average of 2.44 seconds per throw time to throw what we're trying to confirm out of Bo Nix at the senior bowl is his quick throw ability and his NFL arm strength. What we're trying to counter what we're trying to see the opposite of is some struggles and progressions at times and a little bit of lack of polish in his footwork. So those are going to be things that we're looking out for Bo during the senior bowl. Michael Penix jr. Is the second quarterback we're going to talk about. He right now is getting drafted mock drafted right around the very top of the second round. So not too far out of the first round, uh, but still for the most part in the top end, of the second round, uh, 28th ranked player, according to PFF, six foot three, 213 pounds, also has a low turnover worthy uh, play rate. He threw for 1,787 deep ball yards, 
Uh, that's 36% of his total yards accounted for by deep balls, and then only 12% accounted on uh, through screen passes. So that's very good. He's got a little bit of a longer time to throw than Bo Nix, 2.68 seconds time to throw average. We're looking to confirm his ball placement. Michael Penix Jr. is known as a guy that can put the ball exactly where he needs to, and we're trying to counter his off-script accuracy. You saw that when he was on the run under pressure. Sometimes he gets a little bit loose with his passes, a little bit inaccurate. Moving on now to Spencer Radler, the quarterback out of South Carolina, projected to be a third-round pick, number 100 on the PFF list of rankings. Uh, Six-foot-one quarterback, 217 pounds, threw for over 3,000 yards, in 2023, had a 2.2% turnover-worthy rate, which is a little bit higher than you'd like to see, but not terrible by any means. Uh, 726 yards of his passing yards were deep ball yards. That's 23%. 529 of them came through the screen, which is 17%. So, again, a decent split there uh, between deep ball and screen uh, yards. Does hold on the ball for a very long time, 2.82 seconds average time to throw. We're trying to confirm in Mobile that he's got three-level arm talent. Can make the short throws, intermediate throws, and the deep throws all clean, all crisp, and we're trying to counter his lack of anticipation. Spencer Rattler is a guy who's kind of known right now as a guy who needs to see the route open before he throws it. Want to see him throw with some more anticipation out there in Mobile. Next up, Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Third round pick projection number 75 overall on the PFF list. Six foot three, 220 pounds, threw for about 2,400 yards in his final collegiate season. He had an almost 4% turnover worthy rate. So that is very high. That is much higher than you want. Uh, 36% of his yardage came on deep balls, only 5% in the screen game. So that is a positive 2.86 seconds average time to throw longer than you want there. Uh, as well. We're going to try to confirm his ball placement on layered throws, getting it over linebackers in front of safeties or just over whoever needs to get over in front of whoever he needs to get uh, in front of. And then we want to counter uh, the fact that he holds the ball too long. You see that time to throw also leads to some of those turnover worthy plays. Once he's a decisive action out of Michael Pratt uh, next week out there in Mobile. Next up, Joe Milton, the third out of Tennessee, fifth round projected player, number 158 on the PFF. Uh, player rankings right now, six foot five, 235 yards, 2,800 yards passing, 2% uh, turnover worthy plays. So that's not bad. 27% of his, his yards came on deep balls. 25% of his yards came on screen. So decent amount of deep ball yardage, uh, a little bit more than the, of the screen. But again, you don't want that's not necessarily a dig. You just don't want to see uh, too much reliance on that if you can avoid it. So we'll be looking for something like that as well. 2.64 seconds. Average time to throw, not terrible there. We're looking to confirm that top shelf arm strength. Uh, he's supposed to have a cannon for an arm, so I'm looking to see that. But then we need to also see him fight his reputation of being a little sloppy on the mechanics and having some struggles with his deep ball accuracy, despite the fact that 27% of his yardage came on those deep ball throws. Uh, Sam Hartman of Notre Dame is our next quarterback. He's got a sixth-round projection right now in the PFF mock drafts. Uh, number 199 overall in the player ranking, six foot one, 212 pounds. Uh, about 2,700 yards passing in 2023, 4.2% turnover-worthy plays. So, again, very high. You need to see him come down on that number, of course, in the NFL. 32% of his yards in the season came on deep balls, only 9% on screens. So that works out uh, beneficially from a stat scouting standpoint, which, of course, you don't want to do singularly. 2.81 seconds average time to throw longer than you want. We want to confirm his touch, his ball placement. We want to counter his mechanics. He needs to show cleaner mechanics out there in Mobile in front of the scouts and in front of the NFL GMs for the first time as a group. Carter Bradley, the hometown kid, South Alabama, seventh round projected quarterback, number 265 on the PFF list, six foot three, 216 pounds, 2,650 yards in 2023. 
3.3 turnover worthy percentage. Uh, so again, higher than you want, but not as high as some of the other guys on this list. 26% of his yards came on deep balls, 19% of them on screens, 2.45 seconds time to throw. That sounds like good, quick decision-making. That's what you want to see. He's a relatively a relatively unknown player. I don't know a lot about him, so everything I'm, I see about him is going to be new. But obviously, you want to see quick decision-making. You want to see anticipation, accuracy, layered throws, uh, and the ability to, uh, to, to make smart decisions. So that, those are things you want to see from all quarterbacks, not just Carter. Those are the seven quarterbacks competing in the 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl. Quarterbacks are most important, so that's why we start there. But... The guys protecting them are also important, sometimes equally important. They're coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy in football is also what's going to keep your ride or die vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They've got over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die vehicle, and you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Commanders previewing the Reese's Senior Bowl 2024 Offensive Player, Offensive Rosters. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day is come back tomorrow. We're doing another Senior Bowl preview episode, but we're looking at the defensive side of the ball. And then we'll also take a look at the AFC NFC Championship game uh, happening this weekend. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national host covering every sport, plus every fantasy league that you would possibly need. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we talked about the seven quarterbacks that are coming on, some of the things that we know about them. Some of the things we're looking for uh, for them to confirm for us in Mobile, some of the things that we're looking for them to counter, some things that we think about them or know about them. And look, I haven't studied all of these players, so a combination of what I know, what I've seen, but also I want to give a hat tip to Damian Parsons, specifically Keith Sanchez of Locked On NFL Draft, also of the Draft Network, uh, for some of the work that they've done using some of their profiles and everything else to kind of flesh out all of these players that we're looking to see. Uh, as the NFL scouting world combines or con, uh, converges on Mobile, Alabama. This is the first major scouting event of the draft season. This is where teams really start to try to, try to solidify some of their opinions about guys, some of their evaluations about guys. Uh, of course, they'll take these leading into the scouting combine and then, of course, into pro days. And then we'll get about a month after uh, after all that stuff happens before they solidify their boards and we get to the NFL draft. And then it's on uh, like Donkey Kong and we'll be back to football before you know it, it never stops in the National Football League. So we're going to turn the offensive line now. So the quarterbacks are incredibly important. Obviously, the guys blocking up front for them are incredibly important. Washington Commanders fans, you know that better than most because for any good that Sam Howell was burning or burning building in the early part of the season and some of the growth that he was showing, 
A lot of it was being negated by struggles up front. By the time the offensive line started playing well, Sam Howell was, uh, the best way I can put it is shell-shocked. And the the development basically on both sides was just kind of fighting each other at different times. So the Washington Commanders, we want to see them invest in the offensive line. Is it going to be first round? Is it going to be third round? We don't exactly know. We have some opinions, of course, and we'll go through mock draft scenarios all through the draft season. But we have some very intriguing prospects to watch on the offensive line in Mobile as the recent Senior Bowl gets started next week. So looking at these prospects, uh, pull up the tackles here for you. And the very first one we're going to look at, you know, there, there's a lot of guys here. We're not going to profile every single one of these guys just because we don't have possibly enough time uh, in the show to do it. But you got three first round guys. And again, these, when I say first, second, third round, these are not my grades. These are not my projections. These are where PFF mock draft simulations are putting them right now. So again, big grain of salt, but just a good way to kind of group these guys. Uh, so heading to mobile, you got three guys that are looked at right now as first round guys. Uh, you got Talisa Fuaga out of Oregon State. He's a first-round guy. Graham Barton out of Duke and also Jordan Morgan out of Arizona State. Uh, all looked at as day one guys. Day two, you're looking at Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma, Kingsley Suamatia out of BYU, Patrick Paul uh, out of Houston, and Troy Fatanu out of, out of Washington. Day three, early day three, round four, Javon Foster out of Missouri, Dominic Pooney out of Kansas, uh, Satoa Lumea out of Utah, and then fifth round, Ladarius Henderson out of Michigan, Isaiah Adams out of Illinois, Ethan Driscoll out of Marshall, Brandon Coleman out of TCU is the only sixth rounder on this list. Seventh rounders, Delmar Glaze out of Maryland, Christian Jones out of Texans, and Roger Rosengarten out of Washington. So we're going to start off, we're going to take a look, a little, we're going to kind of spread out, you know, we're not just doing first rounders, we're going to spread out just a little bit, but we're going to start off with Talisa Fuaga out of Oregon State, a first round projected player. Six foot six, 330 pound tackle. So a massive, massive human being. He is the number 12 player on the PFF board. So this is not a guy that you're you know, talking about necessarily number two. Could be a guy you're talking about in a trade back. Uh, again, the offensive tackle class this year is very rich. So if that is where the Washington Commanders want to go in the first round, whether it's because their quarterback got taken and they don't want to settle for another one, or maybe they just had offensive tackle on the priority list from Jump Street, whatever it is. Uh, Talisa is definitely someone they could possibly look at right tackle in college. So, you know, usually when you're taking a right tackle in the first round, that 12th, 13th, 14th pick range is pretty solid there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers most notably took Tristan Wirfs with the number 14th pick when he came out of Iowa. He has since converted to the left side, but played the first few years of his NFL career on the left. We're looking for Talisa uh, to confirm us to us his strength and his run blocking ability. That's what he's most known for. Uh, but we also want to see him fight against his oversetting reputation. He's got a reputation of being a guy on that right tackle side, again, who will overset sometimes anticipating outside moves. And that, of course, leads to you getting beat inside. And every offensive lineman will tell you, if you're going to get beats, do not get beats to the inside. Next up, offensive tackle Graham Barton. He's also a first-round projected guy right now, according to current uh, mock drafts uh, out of Duke. Six foot five, 314 pounds. So obviously another big guy. Most of these guys are going to be big guys. Uh, number 36 player on the PFF board. So he's getting mock drafted a little bit higher than his per player ranking is, according to PFS. But he is a left tackle. Uh, and that's probably why. So what we want to see out of him in Mobile, we want to see him finish. He's known as a really strong finisher, physical blocker. So we want to see a lot of that put on the practice field. But he is beatable inside. So again, we talk about getting overset and, and oversetting against pass rushers, getting beat inside. You definitely want to see that negated in Mobile. So hopefully he's been working on that. Next guy we're going to turn to is on day two. Offense tackle Troy Fatanu out of Washington, the Washington Huskies program. So you got a quarterback from Washington. You got a tackle from Washington. Uh, Fatanu is six foot four, 317 pounds. He's ranked number 35 
on the list. So he actually comes in one spot ahead of Graham Barton, even though Graham Barton's average mock draft position is in the first round. Fatano's in the second round. Uh, Fatano's another left tackle, physical, athletic person that we're looking to see confirmed in Mobile, but we're also looking to see him use his hands better. He's got some hand usage inconsistency in college, so we want to see him get better at that uh, in Mobile and show some better hand, hand usage consistency down there at the Senior Bowl. Let's move down now to day three. We're looking at Dominic Pooney, offensive tackle out of Kansas, fourth round guy, number 106 on the PFF board. Uh, Pooney is six foot five. 320 pounds. He's a left tackle in 2023, left guard in 2022. So you got some versatility. Um, this dude's got a motor. He's he's a never stop, never quit type of guy. So you want to see that, obviously, especially during some of these drills. Some of these drills, uh, they're going to let them go a little bit longer. We want to see him continue to stay in the fight. Uh, but he does not hold his blocks very well compared to some of his other counterparts. So we want to see that block sustainment looking better than what it looks like from his time at Kansas. So those are your offensive tackles moving now to the senior bowl guards. Uh, only a handful of these guys, Cooper Beebe and Christian Haynes, Cooper Beebe out of Kansas state, Christian Haynes out of Yukon are your third round projected guys. Trevor Keegan out of Michigan's a fifth round guy, JV on Cohen out of Miami, Florida and Layden Robinson out of Texas A&M are both six rounders. And then Jeremy Flax out of Kentucky uh, is a seventh round projection i'm not projecting any udfas you know here like some of these guys could become udfas certainly but you know if they if they're potentially udfas i'm just putting them down in seventh rounders just for full uh disclosure we're going to look at the two third round guys here though because i think the washington commanders if you're going interior offensive linemen uh you'd certainly like to do it i would like to say at least in the first two days i know they went interior offensive linemen with ricky stromberg uh last year but i think you could certainly afford to spend another draft pick there on the interior of this Washington Commanders offensive line. Starting with Cooper Beebe, uh, who's actually ranks lower than Christian Haynes, but he's being drafted higher, which is interesting. Uh, number 98 overall on the PFF player ranking board. Uh, Beebe is six foot four, 335 pounds, played left tackle in 2021, left guard in 2023 and 2022, and then played some right tackle in 2023. He had 103 snaps at right tackle in 2023. Uh, he's out of that versatility, obviously, from playing all those positions, and he's out of athleticism. Says he looks really good when he's pulling. So that's going to be something we're looking for as well because these modern offenses, especially, they like pulling guards. They like pulling tackles. So if Cooper Beebe can show some athleticism, quickness, and power in that pulling ability, that's going to help him out. Uh, he is length deficient. So the question is, is that going to be a problem? So that's going to be something to watch down there in Mobile as well. Moving out of Christian Haynes, the other third-round guy, he's number 77 on the PFF board, so higher than Cooper Beebe. Uh, he's shorter, six foot two, 313 pounds, so a little bit undersized, right guard prospect. Uh, he's got the athleticism, so you want to see that confirmed in Mobile, but again, the size concerns. Is that going to be a problem? If it is, it could be a big problem, so we'll have to see what he looks like on the field uh, out there in Mobile. Moving now to the centers. We've got a few of these. Uh, as well, Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon is your first day two guy. Zach Frazier out of West Virginia, another day two. And then the rest are day three. Cedric Van Pran out of Georgia. Bo Limmer out of Arkansas. Andrew Rame out of Oklahoma. Charles Turner the third out of LSU. Kingsley Gawkin out of Florida. And Tanner Bordellini out of Wisconsin. Um, we're looking at Jackson Powers Johnson. He's probably one of my favorite center prospects, or if not my favorite center prospect in this draft. Number 56 overall on the PFF board. Dude is six foot three, 320 pounds. He's got center guard versatility. Physicality is his calling card. Quickness is not. So we need to see him move a little bit quicker than we've seen him uh, in the past. Cedric Van Pran out of Georgia. He's got a lot of fans out there. He's number 111 on the PFF uh, ranking, six foot four, 310 pounds. He is a true center. He's at range. He's at athleticism, athleticism, 
at the college level, but sometimes he does get a little over aggressive and then cause him to overrun his own blocks at times and leave guys open for backdoor pursuits. Uh, center Bo Limmer out of Arkansas. Uh, he's, he's a little bit uh, intriguing to me because he's really only has the one year of experience at center after Ricky Stromberg left. So you need to see him kind of perform consistently, but he is known for having quick feet. So you want to see that from the interior offensive line there. Number 154 on the PFF list, six foot five, 307 with guard center versatility. So those are our offensive line prospects at the 2024 Reese's senior bowl. But of course, Quarterback's important, got to protect it, but we wouldn't have highlights if we didn't have skill positions. Those guys coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and the NFL playoffs are progressing. AFC, NFC Championship games coming up this weekend, and then it's on to the Super Bowl, but there's still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers to FanDuel, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place that first $5 bet. You place a $5 bet, you get $150 in bonus bets no matter what happens. Win or lose, you get $150. Right now, the Baltimore Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, while the 49ers are seven-point favorites against the Lions in the NFC. FanDuel is easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. There's new bets every day in the Explorer tab, and you can even make your own parlay in the Parlay Hub. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. up our 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl offensive preview. We talked about quarterbacks, talked about the linemen. Now we're going to go to the skill positions and we're starting with our wide receivers that are going to be down there in Mobile starting next week. I will be down there. You will be down there with me via this program and text messages if you're an insider and all that good stuff. But also down there will be a couple of day one projected guys. Devontae Walker out of North Carolina, Ladd McConkey out of Georgia, some day two guys, Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina, Brendan Rice out of USC, Roman Wilson out of Michigan, Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky, Ricky Persall out of Florida, Johnny Wilson out of Florida State, Javon Baker out of Central Florida, a lot of Florida talent there, uh, Jacob Cowing out of Arizona. Day three guys, Jamari Thrash out of Louisville, uh, Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint out of Georgia, uh, Anias uh, Smith out of Texas A&M, Luke McCaffrey out of Rice, Jordan Whittington out of Texas, and Jaquan Jackson out of Tulane. So we're going to break down uh, a couple of these or a few of these players, starting with Devontae Walker, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. Obviously, a lot of North Carolina blood on the Washington Bears roster already. You got receiver De'Ami Brown, quarterback Sam Howell, potentially quarterback Drake May, and then maybe even Devontae Walker. But Devontae Walker is projected in mock drafts right now as a first-round pick. Again, grain of salt there. Uh, number 34, all, 34 all overall on the PFF uh, list of player rankings, six foot two, 200 pounds. Mostly wide out, did get some slot work, but not a whole lot of slot work. So limited slot work there. Had three drops in 2023 in Mobile. We're looking for him. We want to see acceleration. We want to see his speed confirmed, but we also want to see him do really well or do well enough. He just improved against press coverage uh, coming off the line of scrimmage. Release is so important for wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, today and that is if that's where if there's one area where Walker struggles that's one of the areas where he struggles we want to see him get off of press coverage really well down there in Mobile turning out of day two Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina he is the 42nd ranked player on PFS player ranking six foot three 227 pounds 
he got a pretty good of wide out and slot work during his career had two drops this last year uh really good at contested catches we want to see that confirmed especially in the one-on-ones get him in the end zone get him on some high point passes let's see him some fight through some contested catches uh but he is known as being a guy with a limited route tree so we want to see him run as many routes as possible down there at the senior bowl moving to the third round uh johnny wilson out of florida state one of the most intriguing prospects in my eyes anyway uh number 83 overall player on pfs player ranking six foot seven 237 pounds this dude is a wideout. he is not a slot he is a wideout. five drops in the last season that's not good but he does have some short area quickness six foot seven dude with short area quickness that could be really dangerous he does however struggle to get separation which I mean, most, most of these long stride leg guys, tall guys like Keenan Allen's and Mike Evans of the world, they tend to have some struggles getting separation. The question is, is it going to be a problem? That's what we're looking to see down there at the Senior Bowl. Luke McCaffrey, his name alone is going to bring him some attention. Yes, he is related to Christian McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey coming out of Rice by way of Nebraska. Fourth round projected player, number 146 on the PFF player rankings. Six foot two, 195 pounds, slot receiver. Had three drops this last season. His catch radius for his size is very, very good coming out of the slot, but his vertical speed is suspect. More more quick than fast, so you're not really looking at a deep ball type of guy uh, like, like say, a Scotty Miller, who I think is shorter than six foot two. but you're looking at more of a short-range uh, internal slot type receiver. So it could be very interesting, and of course, his name alone is going to draw some attention. Turning now to the running backs and the tight ends. Headed down to Mobile next week for the Senior Bowl. Uh, we've got no no day one or two guys here on this list, but we do have some day three picks. Uh, running backs, uh, Dylan Laub out of New Hampshire, Cody Schrader out of Missouri, Marshawn Lloyd out of USC, Kamani Vidal out of Troy, Rasheen Ali out of Marshall, Ray Davis out of Kentucky, Jalen Wright out of Tennessee, Jawar, uh, Jawar Jordan out of Louisville, and Amani Bailey out of TCU are your running backs. Get all day three prospects. Um, which for the Washington Commanders, I mean, you got Brian Robinson, you got Chris Rodriguez Jr. We'll see what they do in free agency. You don't really need to go out there super high targeting a running back. I think you should draft a running back every year anyway. And Ray Davis out of Kentucky certainly could be a guy. He does kind of fit the mold of guys they already have, uh, but he is an interesting prospect. Number 112 on the PFF uh, player listing, 5'10", 216 pounds, 127 gap runs. In his final year at Kentucky, 751 yards after after contact is good. Uh, he's known as a good pass catcher, so we'll see if he can confirm that for us out there in Mobile. Um, but his pass pro is a little bit suspect, so we want to see him get better or do better there. Turning now to New Hampshire's Dylan Laub, uh, number 141 on the PFF player rankings, five foot ten, 208 pounds, 96 zone runs, 63 gap runs. So that's good versatility there and experience there. But what we're really looking at. 68 catches, 708 receiving yards. And that's what we want to confirm from him in Mobile is his his receiver skills more than his running skills. And then, of course, he's not known as a very powerful runner. So if we can see a little bit more power and finishing ability from him out of that, that would only help his stock rise even more. Flipping now to the tight ends again. No day one or two guys, all day three guys. Theo Johnson out of Penn State. Brevin Spanford out of Minnesota. A.J. Barner out of Michigan. Ben Sinat out of Kansas State. Jaheim Bell out of Florida State, Tanner McLaughlin out of Arizona, and Jared Wiley out of TCU. Starting off with A.J. Barner out of Michigan, a fifth-round projected guy, number 132 on the PFF list, six foot six, 251 pounds, had two drops last season. He's played in line. He's played slots. The, the big knock on him coming out of Michigan is going to be the production. 22 catches, 249 yards. Um, how much of that is his talent and ability and how much of that is scheme and J.J. McCarthy just not getting him the ball. Uh, known as a space finder. 
especially in zone coverage, knows how to find open space and sit in it. However, his release is very suspect, so we'll be looking to see him do better uh, there in Mobile. Turning now to Jaheim Bell out of Florida State, who's probably one of my favorite tight end prospects, at least from an intrigue standpoint in this year's class. Ranks number 176 by by PFF, six foot three, 239 pounds, uh, three years of top 30 NCAA football tight end grades. And there's a lot of tight ends in the NCAA. So the fact that he's had three years of top 30 grades, pretty impressive. Four drops this last season, 132 snaps in the slot, 128 in line. So you can do both 39 catches, 503 yards. Uh, he's known as a lineman, versatile, explosive player, uh, tight end by title only kind of thing but he is not known as a great blocker. And in today's NFL, we saw it with Cole Turner just last season. You want to get on the field consistently as a tight end. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to catch. You also have to be able to block. So we'll see if Jaheim Bell has put in any work there. So guys, that's going to wrap up this senior bowl offensive position group preview. A lot of names, a lot of information. So by all means, feel free to, to pause and read the list and take screenshots. Or if you're listening, rewind and, and, and keep it, you know, whatever tag bookmarked, whatever your app lets you do. So you can come back to it. But these are all the guys we're going to be talking about all week next week as I'm in mobile. So you're going to hear these names again. You're going to hear updates from them. So if you can't remember all of it in one shot, don't worry. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not too big of a deal. Insiders. I will be sending you my note sheet that I just literally used for this episode. So you'll have it all at your disposal. Uh, whenever you need it. Coming up tomorrow, we're doing the same thing, but we're doing it on defense. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly. Become a lock insider at jointsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, thank you so much for making locked on commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thanks so much for making me part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. See you next time for another episode of Locked on Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.